We are continuing Yemirz Hashem in Perek Dalid, fourth chapter of Shara Bitochen. So the Mechaber continues as follows. So remember again, we, in yesterday's year, we went through these seven categories, seven different categories in which a person is supposed to have Bitochen. So now let's, he says as follows. The first category of the seven, which remember again is So remember again the first of the the first of the seven categories refers to categories of this world, Olam Haza, that only impact the individual himself, don't have an impact on anyone else. He gives examples of this his life, his death, food, parnosa, clothing, shelter, health, illness. And me those character traits. He says, Regarding each of these matters, he says, the proper manner in which a person is to rely on Hashem is to give himself over in all of these matters to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but specifically recognizing that there's a predetermined way in which HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants these things to unfold. The Tiftach Nashav Elikim Yisbarach, person should have reliance on HaKadosh Baruch Hu Bitochen, the Yedo Kiloi Gomer Lo Mehem Elama Shekadam Bidas Haboi Shunachol Ninyona Ba'olam Hazeh, Uba'olam Ha'bol, the Yosef Tov Lachariso. So remember again, it's important to understand that Nothing happens in this world if HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't want it to happen. Nothing will happen to me in this world. Nothing will happen to me in the next world if the Ribbono Shal Olam doesn't want it to occur. And this is incredible that no one or no one or nothing or no one else can have an impact on me if HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't want them to have an impact on me. He says, And just like a person understands that no other being has power over my life and death, my illness or my health, so too, no other being has control over my parnosa, my livelihoods, my other needs, my clothing, or any matters pertaining to my physicality. So th- th- this is an incredible, incredible idea. So the Mechaber saying over here is bitachem. So remember again, category number one, or we'll call it worldly matters, right? Inyane olamaza, that only impact me and me alone. Right? They, 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 don't have, they don't have an impact on other people. So the, so the Mechaber says, the Mechaber says that it's important to understand that things, no one could have an impact on me in this world if HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't want it to have an impact. So by definition, anything that does occur is only with the Ratzon of Hashem. If Hashem doesn't want it, no one could impact me in this life, in this world, if HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't want it. So now, now once I know that ultimately again, Everything in my life is under the control of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And then ultimately, again, and that everything HaKadosh Baruch Hu chooses is for the best. So remember again, number one, I understand everything is, everything ultimately is a decree of Hashem. Number two, that everything that Hashem decrees is only for the best. So, remember, you know, we, we kind of keep winding up back in the same theological conundrum, which is, 
bitachon, especially the, the way that he's outlining bitachon over here, Hashem controls everything. Everything comes from Hashem, and everything is predetermined by Hashem. Well, if that's the case, everything's predetermined by Hakadosh Baruch Hu, Then what's the role of my hishtadlus? What's the role of my effort? So remember again, here the mechaber spells this out. Even though I believe with all of my heart that number one. Everything is under the control of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and that everything that HaKadosh Baruch Hu chooses for me is good, I am still obligated to try to make the right decisions in life. Because remember, I don't know what Hashem has chosen for me, right? I, I don't know what the result is. So because of that, because of that, I am obligated to put in the requisite Heshtadlus to try to come up with the best decisions for me. He gives examples of this. He gives a good example of this. A person's lifetime, right? So again, my lifespan, my lifespan is determined by a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Right? So in other words, a, per, a person say like this, okay, my, the, the amount of time I'm going to live is determined by a Kodesh Baruch Hu. So a person might say, okay, so it doesn't matter what I eat, it doesn't matter what my diet is, it doesn't matter if I have sufficient, you know, shelter, none of these things matter because it's up to a Kodesh Baruch Hu. He says, that's not the way to live. In other words, even though you're right, the duration of my life is determined by a Kodesh Baruch Hu, I am supposed to make the right kind of decisions so as to prolong that life for as long as I can for as long as I can. He goes on, he says, he says, A person can say, you know, if Hashem wants me to live, if Hashem wants me to live, then He'll make me live even if I don't eat anything. Therefore, there's no need for me to go and exert myself in pursuing sustenance. So you can't say that. So again, this is the interesting part that I believe, of course, those two tenets that he said, number one, everything is controlled and predetermined by HaKadosh Baruch and number two, everything is for the good. But yet, despite all of that, or not despite, even with all of that, I am obligated to put in my hishtadlos. So I don't know how long I'm going to live, but I have to live a lifestyle that will at least allow me to live as long as possible. Right? I don't know if the diet that I'm choosing for myself is objectively the right diet, but I have to endeavor to try to eat healthy and take care of my body as much as I can. So along these same lines, he says, V'chein, so, for example, if our person can't place himself in danger, right? A person can't say, well, it's all up to HaKadosh Baruch Hu anyway, and if the Rebbe wants me to live, I'm going to live, and it doesn't matter if I engage in dangerous behaviors or not. I can't live that way. This person can't do that. A person can't drink poisonous things. He can't fight with wild animals. Oh Yashlich Atzmobayam throw himself into the sea or into Oba Esh or into fire, Vadomilaza, Mimashina Adamatuach Bam Bisaki Minafsho. Ukvaris Hiranu Akaso Mizeb Masha Amar, Lotinaswa Shashemalokenu Kashenesi Sembamasa. Torah tells us do not test Akalish Barahu. So even though again I subscribe to these two tenets, that everything is determined by Akalish Barahu and everything that Hashem does is for good. I am not permitted to put myself in a place of sakana, in a place of danger. I am not permitted to actively make bad life decisions and just assume that Hashem is going to take care of everything. Now again, it is a little bit inherent. In other words, it feels inherently contradictory. In other words, if it's all predetermined, then it doesn't matter what I do. And if it does matter what I do, then it's not predetermined. So remember again, this is the contradiction that we live with, that we live with. And the truth is, they're both correct. Everything is predetermined by a Kaddish Baruch Hu. 
but Lamaisa, but Lamaisa, I am obligated to make good life decisions. And I am not permitted to put myself in active danger. Because ultimately, again, if somebody endangers his life, there is one of two possibilities. Oh, if I put myself in a dangerous situation and I die, and I die, so ultimately, again, I will be punished for taking my own life. And remember, as we'll see, taking your own life is just as egregious as taking someone else's life. So therefore, again, there's punishment for that in the world to come as well. And we're not permitted to kill anyone. We're not permitted to kill ourselves. We're not permitted to kill others. So if I place myself in Makom Sakona and end up dying, there's liability that I will have for murder. Murder who? Murdering myself, taking my own life. You know, what's interesting is that sometimes, sometimes, um, sometimes the closer you are, when a person kills another, the closer the killer is to the victim, the more egregious the crime. And therefore, again, in that same vein, when one doesn't take care of themselves, and therefore, again, ultimately paves the way for their own demise, that's considered to be even more egregious than taking the life of another. Now listen to this. He says, therefore, if someone takes his own life, places himself in active danger, thereby play, thereby taking his own life, culpability is great. He says, why? He gives a muscle. This can be compared to a servant who is told by his master to guard a certain place for a certain amount of time. And again, the, the, the servant was told, do not leave your post until, until another, until a messenger comes and tells you. And what happens? And what ends up happening? Sometimes the messenger is delayed. So the servant goes ahead and leaves his post and the master gets very angry at him. So what's the nimshal? What's, what's the message here? So what happens? See, life, when Hashbrochu puts us in this world, it's almost as if he says to us, listen, I'm right, God is the master, I'm the servant. And the master says to the servant, stay here, stay here. The here is this world. This is your post. This is where I need you. I need you to go ahead and stay here until the messenger comes to get you. Who's the messenger? The Malach HaMavas. And when a person, Chas Shalom, puts themselves in active danger, and God forbid, loses their life, loses their life, it's as if they've willfully abandoned their post. They've willfully abandoned their post. And that obviously comes with a great degree of liability. Therefore, again, someone who takes his own life. Now, again, whether this is someone actively taking their own life or someone placing themselves in a dangerous situation. Ultimately, again, he leaves the service of God, rebelling against HaKadosh Baruch Hu by placing himself in the danger of death. So an incredible idea. I, I just do want to mention that obviously, again, the Mechab Rav here is talking about the person who's willingly placing himself and although we're including the concept of suicide in this in this same discussion, obviously when a person takes their life, there is so much complexity associated with that and so much pain associated with
with that. So we, we never, ever stand in judgment of any person who is so painful, who is, who, is, who is in so much pain that they feel their only way forward is out. We can never stand in judgment of such a person like that. Here we're talking about in the theoretical, and we're talking about more specifically about a person who just engages in willful, reckless behavior, thinking that, hey, God's got this. Whatever God wants to happen will happen, so it doesn't matter what I do. It's that that the Mechaber is really coming to address, that that is incorrect and actually theologically flawed. Even though everything that happens is determined by a Kodesh Baruch Hu, and everything is for good, I am still obligated to lead a mindful, meaningful, and safe existence. And failure to do so ultimately results in personal liability and culpability. All right, we'll stop over here. Wishing everyone a good Yom Tiv and looking forward to continuing after Yom Tiv.